from beautiful Los Angeles, California, and Boston, Massachusetts, comes the only movie review podcast that's not afraid to say, I am that girl. It's Hollywood Junior. <laughs> I'm your alien superstar, O'Neill Henry. I'm Roger Ebert's chosen <laughs> successor, Tyler J. Carcara. <laughs> I'm Olivia Fubiati. Step on me, Bobby! <laughs> Today we have an exciting look behind the scenes into Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. And a lot of other people too, including yours truly. I was just an assistant editor. But I will lend a little bit of insight into my time at Parkwood Entertainment. Not breaking any NDAs. And then we'll be breaking down our top fives of the year. That would be movies, games, TV shows, books. We're doing it all, baby. But first, Ow. the 2024 Golden Globe nominations oh have come out. Do these even matter, though? No, Jesus. Oh. Do we still hate the Golden Globes? It's an entirely different voting block. So this is Theseus's awards yeah, show. Yeah, it's not the Hollywood yeah. Foreign Press Association. Theseus's <laughs> awards show, yeah. If, if all the voting block changes and they add new categories, I don't know. It's just a random conglomerate <laughs> even of even the same critics. awards anymore. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, some it's, of these, um, I'm like, yes, but some of these are also like, oh, they had no other choice because it was the only yeah. thing that came out in that category. There's some highlights from these nominations. Uh, No musicals in musical or comedy this year, uh, which is uh, a little bit strange, I would think, especially because this was the year of the secret musical with Mm. Wonka and Hunger Game. And the Marvels. (laughs) That's right, the Marvels, too. (laughs) I mean, I think it was also the year of the, like, concert movie. That's true, yeah, with uh, the film that we'll be talking about today and the Arrows tour. May-December being in comedy is a nightmare. That's a nightmare and bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's a scary, scary sort of take. But yeah, we also have uh, a lot of love for poor things, and not to spoil Tyler's roundup, but uh, Tyler didn't seem to really love it, but it's getting a lot of noms in the Golden Globes. Mid as fuck. (laughs) In, in, In my generation's parlance. No, uh, Gen Z is going to really like this movie. I'm going to be honest with you. Gen Z is going to really like this movie because kids haven't seen anything yet. This oh. is a movie for people who haven't. Is Poor Things a movie for people who haven't <laughs> okay. seen a lot of movies and think that that's high art, you know? Does that make sense? Nice. I still can't mm. believe I haven't even fucking seen Wonka and Timothy Chalamet is already nominated for a Golden Globe for it. Yeah. Oh, he is? Yeah. Which oh, is strange man. because. Uh, yeah, he's, he's one of the, he's the yeah, best performance in a musical or comedy. Do you think they picked him to play Willie because his first name is Timmy? No. Here's the fucking thing. They picked him because the director saw like videos of him doing the musicals in his high school. Yeah, I remember hearing about this. <laughs> More on the Golden Globe nominations. No nominations for The Color Purple, even though there are actor nominations for uh, The Color oh, Purple. Oh, yeah, I was about to say. Uh, actor. I'm just chalking this one up to speculation. I'm just I'm uh, chalking the this one act, up to yeah, speculation. Yeah, you think so? I, I, will s- I think they needed some POCs. Yeah, I mean, let's say it is, the, it is the only not white woman act in best performance. Yeah, yeah. And then Selective Outrage being nominated and probably the likely winner for best stand-up means Chris Rock gets to take more shots at Will Smith, question mark? <laughs> what, how do we feel about this? Oh, is the Golden Globes, let's just say this. Is the Golden Globes show going to be the best Golden Globes it's ever had? It's going to have uh, Taylor Swift. Do we know Swift who's there. hosting? It's hey, if they, hire, if they hire Chris us Rock. to write it, I mean, it would be a great show. <laughs> Shit, yeah, is that what I would take that job sort of... so fast. I wouldn't take the Oscars job. I would take the, the Golden, Golden Globes, Globes job. 
instantly. Hit us up. <laughs> At Golden Globes. Let oh, us yeah. write your yeah. show for I you. just... Please. Uh, three best original song nominations for Barbie. That's insane. It's looking like a sweet That's for wild. Barbie. I can remember one, one from Barbie. I, and I like Barbie. No, there's three great ones, Tyler. Think about it. Just think about it for a half second, Tyler. There's I'm Just Ken. I'm Just Ken. Uh-huh. Tyler, name off the top of your head. Dance the Night. Does the song they're dancing to actually count, though? That's just a generic dance song. Is that song actually good, or is it just in a good movie? Dance the Night Away? Yeah. Dance the Night? It's, yeah. No, it's a good I, song. I would give it that. It's I would give song. it. I, that's a good, it's a good disco throwback. And then, the, come on, Tyler, there's one more. Dua Lipa. Uh, is, uh, it's Jack Black singing Peaches. Why wasn't Jack Black in Barbie? Jack Black should have been in Barbie. <laughs> Jack Black should have been this in Barbie. This Ken true. was in Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other um, the other two songs from the top of my head would be uh the what was it? The um the opening song. When I wake up and then my, my, my. Oh, uh, pink. Pink, sorry. Pink song and then pink. uh the last one uh the ending song. The mm. by what's her name? What was I, I made for? That's what's nominated. What was I, just I made for? Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes. what's nominated. Yeah, so it's what was that's, I made for? I'm just kidding. Dance nominated. the Night. And then we have a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one is Peaches, the Super Mario Brothers song. Peaches, I do hope it wins Peaches, just for the meme of it. All right. The, one we're, the thing we're dancing around for the Golden Globes, Tom, is the new category for cinematic and box office achievement. As if we couldn't get to a more capitalistic state in the film industry. As if we weren't already beating the shit out of every single movie that comes out in theaters for more and more money. Fuck yeah. the mid, hey, fuck the mid-budget production. We're going big or we're going indie and there's no in between. Fuck you, give us money at the box office. Money, please. More yeah, money. That's what that category is saying. That's what it says to me directly. Actually, it, it, it woke me up in the middle of the night and it shook me awake and said, money! Money! And that's yeah, that's how I found out about, about this category. So in the in the movie podcast, the rewatchables, they have a category for an award called the Action Is the Juice Award, which is uh named after a line from Heat, where they're like, Why do you do this? Like, what's the juice? And he's like, The action is the juice, and it's like the best line ever. In this this category should be called the Money Is the Juice Award. This is like we're gonna Shh, the money, money is the it juice. It was about the Sorry. money all along. Shh. The money is the award. The money is <laughs> okay, the juice. Some... The money, your award for making a lot the of money, money is, is having juice. a lot of money. You don't get deserve an award. Okay, but some notable things about this. These are not the highest earning money, the highest earning films of the year. Uh, not even Yeah, close. it's the most successful no. marketing campaigns, basically. It's almost a marketing award, which would actually be interesting. Yes, but no, because again, one of the nominations is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, yes. which was considered a campaign failure. It did so not. So what is this? Oh, it's because they're like, oh, we need to get Tom award. Cruise here. They need, it's, the award is, Tom needs uh, to be we didn't get, the award is, ah, uh, we need to make sure Keanu Reeves, Tom Cruise, and Taylor Swift are here. That's what this award is. Exactly. This yeah. is not Box Office Achievement Award. This is Pop culture award is the best way i could put this this is not about cinematic or box office achievement at all huh? this is the who we can get on the guest list category exactly yeah because maybe your movie will win now i don't know why guardians of the galaxy volume 3 is nominated it was a good film what do you think is gonna win uh barbie it's gotta be barbie if taylor's there taylor's gonna win right that's it's gotta be barbie dude no it's gotta be taylor you think so 
If Taylor is there, that's the thing. If it Taylor's not there, it's going to be Barbie. If Taylor is there, it is going to be Taylor. But if they Taylor, don't change, yes, they, I will concede they, they that if Taylor, Taylor Swift is at the ceremony, which she doesn't go to a lot of ceremonies, but I will say that if it's not Taylor, it is Barbie. Tyler, I don't know how you think award shows work where it's somebody looking out, somebody with a fucking Sharpie and a fucking note card looking out into the audience. Oh, Taylor's there. Let's but write that. she will really say quick. whether we'll she's coming no, beforehand, it's a voting body She's not. The, the, if she you thinks RSVP. she has a significant chance of winning, she will show up. Yeah. I, yeah, if I they don't go to her and be like, hey, Taylor, if you show I, I don't have a lot of they're trust. They're cooking the books on this one. I'm telling you, if Taylor, Taylor, like, that's how you know is if Taylor's there, she's going to win. If she's not there, then she's not going to win. Tyler, body. This, whole, this whole category is putting the entire library in the oven. That's how cooked these books are, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. library's in the you oven. Guys, <laughs> you guys have much less faith. Uh, in it than I do. Speaking of cooking books, Netflix has dropped the numbers. Netflix <laughs> has released their statistics for the last six months of hours viewed. Mm. And I just wanted to go over the top 10 with you because I, I haven't heard of most of these. And I want to know like what your guys' oh, take the on these, these being released. So... <laughs> Uh, just going over the top 10 for, for Netflix for the past six months. Again, this was just the past six months. So this isn't, you know, by like most viewed overall, all that yeah. stuff. Uh, there was a great episode of The Town with Matt Bellany where they interviewed Ted Sarandos, the co-CEO of Netflix, mm. where he talked about, you know, Squid Game is still their most viewed and show. And ruining and, cinema. And, <laughs> <laughs> sure. um, the sanctity uh, but the of top, cinema. It's actually all 10 shows is the other thing about this because it is, it's, by uh, the it's hours viewed. Yeah, so yeah, the just by pure numbers it's yeah. gonna be shows so we have number one the night agent has anybody heard of this no i've seen it advertised on netflix but but it's just it, by it hours, makes sense yeah. though it's just their version of ncis this is my entire theory we live in a weird little bubble where outside the bubble people just watch stuff for no reason and if you advertise it to them, they'll probably yeah. go let see me go it. Through, let me finish going through the list. Yeah, Tyler. let's go through. The, yes, let's go through the list. Let's yeah, finish yeah. going through the list, and then you can give us your hot takes. I'm just gonna say uh, nay number for two, Ginny and Georgia season two See again. It. Any just no, just raise my your mom hands was watching that show when it? I was home, so I've seen parts of it. It's just a okay, great. it's just a okay. fucking show. It's a show where stuff happens. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Glory season one. Now I, oh, yeah. I I believe this might be a that looks like Korean born show. Korean maybe. Yes, it looks Korean. Um, Wednesday season one. Now Did I have watch. seen a couple episodes. That's the first have big seen. one. Watch it with my it's parents. First real, first real TV Queen show. Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. No, but I've also I seen this do one. kind of want to see it. I don't know. I haven't decided I'm, yet. Uh, well, uh, their whole Bridgerton franchise, that makes sense to me. Yeah, Bridgerton franchise is, is one of their flagships. Uh, you season four. Uh, that show's yeah. pretty big. Yeah. You is you? a pretty big show. I have not show. actually seen you, but I heard I've not seen like it, you. but I know that it is a thing. Okay. La Reina de Sur. That's some... No idea? There is a whole Netflix market for foreign projects that people watch overseas that yeah. has to yes. make them so much money. Yes, these are the international numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What was I'm, that? I, what again, was the just, heist just to, like, TV show? Here. The Spanish heist TV show that did very well for them for a long time. I cannot remember for the life of me. Oh, um, uh, the one with the mask. That, I put this in. Yes. Yeah, money put this uh, in the same category. Money heist. Money heist. Money ball. <laughs> money ball. Money, money ball. ball money Brad Pitt. Oh, everyone just sat. Remember the year everyone just money sat around ball. and watched money ball all year? <laughs> the last few Outer Banks season three, Ginny and Georgia season one. Does that make yeah. Ginny and Georgia their most watched show? Yeah, I guess. Oh, that's right? crazy. I've not seen this show, guys. No, I don't but know. that's I the thing. If you look at the show, actual numbers, the night numbers. agent is ahead by an absurd amount of hours. Like, like it's ahead of like 300 hours. It's kind of crazy. 300 million hours or something Jesus, like that. Okay. Yeah. 
200,000. Uh, but yeah, crazy. And then Fubar and Manifest nope. season four. So yeah, nope. a no lot idea. of shows that we don't have a lot I think of relationships with. watching things to just, yeah. Like I'm not like wowed by any, like I, I haven't heard of any of these having like significant acclaim. I don't know. I mean, but that's what it comes down to is prestige TV is not the most watched TV. It's it's not. That's fair. You know? Yeah. Whatever appeals to the. Passes. Yes. But also, to be fair, the biggest hits of 2023 haven't really been on Netflix. If you look back on 2023, we have The Last of Us. We have The Bear. These are shows that aren't on Succession. Netflix. True. Succession. Yeah, Succession. Exactly. Uh, I mean, the biggest phenomenon, so to speak, was uh, Suits, uh, which let me do a quick search here to that see where Netflix. that raised. That, that happened because it was on Netflix. Suits is on Netflix. Uh, that's number seventy. Or also, shout out to my bet from 60, shout out to my dad and my like cousin 66. Rob. Really love both of them. Really love suits, and so does everybody else. Great. My wife Claire Great. really loves suits. Have I've I've collectively seen like thirty episodes of suits just in the background of my life. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> what do we think overall this means for Netflix for the streaming world? Is I... this good? Is this bad? I think, unfortunately, where we are... Well, I don't know if this is unfortunate or not, but so Netflix is still trying to... Again, they've just changed their model again. They now are mm-hmm. offering ads. Uh, yep. They are basically banking on everyone still having Netflix, uh, yeah. despite their like new sign-in bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they're just making TV as, like like fodder like it's just it's just filler i think is what they're doing i don't think they're gonna try anything new like you know i don't think they're gonna be like blowing us away with a netflix Mm. original um so you think i think it's gonna be i think netflix is gonna become like the new reality tv like it's gonna kind of have a similar like what was the last great netflix show squid game squid game but like here's the thing the last like squid game or like Tiger King and like stuff like that. So it's going to be like Stranger Things might be, but like, but like, like Stranger Things, I think is like an exception, but it has also been like marketed and beat to hell. Like it, like they're just going to keep. Yeah, it's their flagship. Was it Mindhunter? They're going to keep milking it. So I think that Netflix is going to start tanking in terms of like reputation. And that's going to give the other streamers like more like room to be like, oh, well, Netflix is phoning it in now. Why are we going to try? Mm, interesting take. Um, so oh, unless Netflix is starting to like really bring in like insane licenses and like and like be able to like bring in like the biggest movies of the year. Well, um, they, they are. Immediately to streaming it. Like, but That's... yeah, but I, but I don't think they're doing it at a level that like is enough of a draw for me. I personally almost never watch Netflix. Like I am not regularly mm. on the mm. platform. I, w- I would rather be on Max or I would rather be on Hulu uh, or like even like for independent stuff releases? I would rather do. Huh? For new releases or just for in general? Releases, for anything. Like I'm not necessarily here for the Netflix original. I am like, you know, if I go mm. to Netflix because I know a movie that I like is there, but I'm not actively seeking out anything that they're making unless someone is like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. You have to watch it. It's going to be part of the cultural zeitgeist. I don't, and yeah. like, if, I'm not even watching stuff because it's part of the zeitgeist, but I'm, I'm, but mm. I, I don't get that as much anymore with Netflix. It's funny that their prestige angle has flipped, right? Because for a long time, yes. the Netflix original yeah. was like they were trying to go after HBO and they're making, you know, Stranger Things and mm-hmm. House of Cards, you know, Mindhunter. They signed David Fincher to that huge deal. And it's flipped where their original movies are going for that prestige angle much more than their TV shows are now. I mean, just this year, Netflix has yeah. May, December, Maestro. Uh, there's one more that I'm completely blanking on. That's a Netflix movie. Uh, the Killer. 
I mean, that's three pretty heavy hitters. Not that I think the killer is going to have a ton of awards buzz, but those other two definitely are. Yeah. I, I think that's how the industry is flipping in general now. You know, in 10 years, it'll probably swing back the other way. Yeah. But uh, back to TV, for me, seeing for me, I think if the suits phenomenon and, you know, all of these shows being the top 10 show, anything is that people people want easy stuff for TV. If you're going to have something on for 40 hours or whatever, it needs to be something that they're comfortable putting on. And that's what these shows are for the yeah. most part. No they're, big changes and twists that you didn't need to pay. Yeah. Who, to. you know, I love succession and I love the bear and I, you know, I love, I have not seen the last of us, but, uh, I, no one's going to put the, let me just fucking turn on the bear. That one episode in season one where it's a one and, and Carmi yells at everyone yeah. in the kitchen. Like that's that. Yeah. Oh man, that's comfort yeah. food for me. Like it doesn't, ex- that, you know, people aren't going to turn that on for this much hours. <laughs> Versus the night agent, you can it's yeah. it's you know folding laundry TV, and I think that's what people yeah. generally yeah, it's like putting want. On, like Reacher and just letting it go on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. people just yeah. want. I think people just want background noise at times. Yeah, I will also say just for just for speculation for the numbers before I go into my broader take on Netflix, and then we got to move on to the Renaissance. But um, I think that obviously the top ten is going to be TV, right? Yeah, I think it has been a weak-ish year for TV, but a really strong year for movies, and I think mm-hmm. n- we might see a flip coming. You know, it depends on especially now that the the strikes have settled, we're going to probably see uh, TV budgets shrinking back down to what they no more Lord were. of the Rings from Amazon. Um, no. Yeah. No, you're not going to get rings of power. I was actually Um, listening to... Yeah. Can I... Real fast, I I was listening... Before we move on to Renaissance, I was listening to an interview with the director of uh, American Fiction, Cord Jefferson, and he came from Mm -hmm. TV, and he was talking about how he he thinks the problem with TV now is that everything has a major star attached when the... And Mm -hmm. and these budgets balloon out of proportion because of that, whereas, like, when you look at, like, early... Like, when you ask people, like, what the best TV shows of all time are, Mad Men, you know, The Sopranos, stuff like that, those are mostly B-list and unknown actors heading into that, Um, and it Mm -hmm. kept production costs down and allowed them to kind of do whatever they want, which I thought was really... And a really interesting take. Yeah. Um, So, I think that's kind of what we're leaning back into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just the last take on this, I think Netflix releasing this numbers is a power play, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think Netflix is saying nut up or shut up, and then it's really going to start tanking the other streaming companies. Disney particularly has had a really bad year, and if their hand is forced to show their Disney Plus numbers, I think it's going to really tank some of them. And then stock prices go down, license costs go down, Netflix keeps on growing their library. I could definitely see a way in which this is a play to get, you know, Netflix to become the streamer, um, besides your Apple is. and your Amazon, because they have unlimited money and they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Netflix is the top streamer and so they're fucking, they're, they're putting their dick on the table, so to speak. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> again, real fast, I will say, uh, I have a I have a prediction for the next some in the next three years we're going to see multiple streaming services fold and fold into other ones and we're just going to have cable again but you can pay to not have ads it's cable but we're going to have cable but you can pay to not have ads and you can watch <laughs> yeah. what you want when you want cable but no ads <laughs> um you yeah. know MGM yeah, yeah, plus yeah, yeah, yeah. Paramount and like plus, what sucks about like a lot that's of all gone yeah. A lot of that's going to merge. I mean, the Discovery Plus, they already merged. HBO Max and Warner Brothers just sold all of the DC properties to Netflix. So you can watch the Batman on Netflix now. 
Yep, licensed. Yeah. Oh yeah, licensed. licensed. Yes, sold the licensing rights. All right, we're transitioning off of this. This is getting real heady, uh, guys. It's time. Let's talk about the reason we haven't been consistently posting this podcast in the last six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk uh, about the walking scheduling error. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for the past, uh, let's say, six to 12 months, my life has been consumed with this fucking tour and documentary. Uh, and I could talk about it a little bit. Uh, again, disclaimer, I won't be breaking my NDA for you listening. And all information I will be sharing will be publicly available. Um, mm-hmm. And I have links and sources for those. But yeah, uh, <laughs> for the past you know year, I guess, I've been working at Parkwood. I have been consumed, especially the past two months, with this documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, just for, as an overview for this, again, I'm not sharing any details that aren't publicly available. The Renaissance World Tour ended October 1st in Kansas City, Missouri. I was there. Um, And then the documentary premiered November 28th for like the red carpet and then December 1st wide release. So there's a two month turnaround time. If you do the math, that that does leave you two months. I'm I'm not commenting on what the actual workflow was there. Mm. But yeah, it was a it was a heavy lift for a good product, I would say. Overall. Oh, yeah, I would say yes. <laughs> Before we dive into the actual renaissance, let's talk about viewing experience. Tyler, you want to start us off? You want to kick us off with your viewing experience? My view, you want to, you're going to ask me to describe uh, something we watched together? Uh, we saw it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we had a, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I would have seen it earlier, but I work at night and uh, they don't play that this movie mm-hmm. before 3 p.m. until this weekend. Um, so... Yeah, we went and saw it in a mostly empty theater. I was I was a little upset when the two random guys walked in. I was like, "Oh man, I wanted to talk to O'Neill throughout the throughout this movie, but we couldn't." Uh, unfortunately, it ended up being four. It ended up being, yeah, four. It ended up being four people. But uh, it's also like three weeks after the movie opened, so they were yucking it up. Though I'll tell you, yeah, what. they were having a good ass time. They're very they're vibing they were with it. They're having a good time, and you know, I was vibing yeah. with it too. I am not the world's biggest Beyonce person. I respect our queen but listen that's you know if, if i was describing not tyler core it would probably be beyonce <laughs> you know I mean, now, Tyler, beyonce. Has it? you hadn't heard any of these songs before that's not true. This movie. Is that correct? I've, seen, I've, seen, I've heard a lot of her songs okay. I, I you know uh, how many songs okay. are in in renaissance yeah, from the song? new album yeah i've heard you won't break my soul i've heard that one yeah that's fair that was the single that dropped in those i knew six or seven of the songs a couple of them i didn't yeah. realize were hers and i was like oh, yeah okay. there was one where i was like oh okay that's beyonce cool i know okay. that one um, yeah, i knew a good yeah number. i knew i knew yeah, yeah six okay. seven maybe eight i knew more than yeah. i thought i was going um, to Liver, what was your experience like? Yeah, so I went, uh, I saw the last showing last night at 9.30. I didn't get home until 2. <laughs> long, uh, long movie this one is. Let's purpose that. Yes, I kind of put in a shift at the theater. So yeah. uh, I went by myself with my little notepad, which I have here. And we will talk about what mm-hmm. I have in this little, little notebook. Um, uh, so it was me. There were eight people in the theater. I was one of Jesus. eight people. <laughs> 
Um, unfortunately, the people who were sitting behind me, there were three of them, and they sang through <laughs> the movie. And like at first, I was like kind of pissed off. I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm here to watch a movie. But then by the end, I was like, "Yeah, yeah it's okay, the vibe. Look, it's, it's the a vibe. concert." So like they seemed to be having a good time, and I stopped like looking over my shoulder and be like, "Do you mind?" Like I, I didn't say anything. Obviously, I'm not an asshole. But um, yeah. So I went and saw it regular digital, and I again I went in with like very very few expectations. Every time I go see a movie, I write down what my expectations are before the Mm -hmm. movie starts and it is really interesting because there is something in the movie that like she literally said one of my expectations that i was it was really cool i'll I'll tell you telling you what that one was but i i know i know very few of the songs is the first (laughs) note and then uh one of the things that i was hoping to see was like learning about the production of the actual Mm -hmm. tour which i got was very satisfied with that and I was like, I hope to be impressed with very few actual expectations. And I was. I, I was blown away. I really was. And like, I've never seen a concert movie. I'm not a huge Beyonce fan. Like, I know of her, obviously, because I exist in mm. the world. But I, like, the actual production and like, it, I, I'm just saying, if I had seen this live, yeah. I think I would have had an aneurysm. Yeah. Like, I fully like would have had like, like, it, it is so like, technically, it is a technical yes. marvel, this it fucking is very show. Overwhelming. That I was like, out of my fucking mind, <laughs> like like just watching it, where I'm like, if this was like, if the screens were actually as big, like if I was sitting right there in it, like in the pit, whatever, I think I my brain would melt. Like it was so yeah. fucking cool. <laughs> um, especially like the mm-hmm. graphics and like all the technical stuff was like so absolutely spectacular. And the editing was pretty fire. I did, I <laughs> I called O'Neill immediately after I got out of the theater um, and, and sort of uh, gushed a little bit, but... One of the things I did was uh, one thing in my notebook, you'll see all these plus ones. Um, uh-huh. And these are all every time she changed costume or every time I noticed a different costume, I would yeah. add a plus one. So I have an estimation of how many costumes were in the actual yeah. edit. Um, but I was very, very impressed. I was a little stinker going into it because I was like, I'm tired. I don't want to. And then like I was like fully wired by the end. It was <laughs> yeah. very, very good. There was stuff that I wasn't expecting and like some really fun surprises. And I just, uh, yeah, I had a very good time. Not that I wasn't expecting it to be good. Obviously, it was going to be good. Um, but I, I was very, very impressed. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, uh, I saw this movie a second time with Tyler. Uh, mm-hmm. I had to drag his tiny uh, lack of an ass to Honky the ass. theater. You saw the show live. Uh, I did see the you show see, live. Let's let's start the tour there. Live, I did see yeah. the show live in Kansas City the final night. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very overwhelming. One marvel of this whole production is that it's all her. She has no opener. She opens for herself in that first act, mm-hmm. singing like a couple of ballads, and then it's just her for three hours straight. Yeah. Um, this is a technical marvel as well as an endurance marvel because yeah. God damn. And she did 56 shows across Europe and America. It's it it is an absolute marvel. And she, yeah, I mean, it's except it's for that one time Kendrick um, Lamar showed up and I, rapped and looked very bored. <laughs> is that just his persona on stage? <laughs> I've never seen him on stage before. I was like, oh shit, Kendrick, and he just has like the most like straight face like. Yeah, whatever. I'm on he, stage like, with he Beyonce. He did his verse, and then he dipped back down. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, one thing, we'll get there one, when we get to the A-Hap segment. There's O'Neil. also Megan Thee Stallion. Who, yes, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, yeah. Diana Ross. Um, uh, at least Megan was so Let me get to my to viewing experience <laughs> real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go ahead. Yeah. Uh... I got to go to the premiere, which was very exciting. It was the Beverly chrome Hills carpet baby. instead of a red carpet. Nice. Uh, I saw Lizzo, saw Tyler Perry, saw Helly Helly Bailey, Helly Bailey. Halle yeah, Bailey. Um, yeah, the stars were out that night. All the dancers were there. They were sitting up front and they were having a great time. Um, it was really great to see everybody, all the people who worked on it. Uh, this this 
film had, I think, 12 editors, 25 assistant editors. It was a huge, huge production. Yeah. And yeah, it was great to see everybody. Everybody got to see it. Uh, there were, I did notice in the second viewing, maybe this was my perspective, but I think there were slight changes that were made uh, from the premiere to the to the actual final product. But, Little tweaks, um, yeah. It was all, all in all a fantastic experience, and I'm uh, very excited that you two lads got to see it. Our little boy had a credit in an AMC theater. that you, we, I saw your name in Nicole Kidman's <laughs> <did>. house. <laughs> he did. I had Nicole a great- Kidman's house. <laughs> oh, Neil, I did a big, big yell in the theater. I sent you the video um, where I, I had there a was, premium spot yeah. too for the credits. Yeah, you were right, yeah, right, right in the middle, middle. middle. Like, of all the assistant editors. It was very nice. But like, I stayed until the credits, obviously, because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to see my boy's name on the big screen. Um, and there were two girls left who were like getting ready to leave. And I saw your name and I just started fucking screaming. Um, and they were like, they turned to me like I was crazy. I was like, my friend edited this movie. And then so they started screaming and I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. So it was very yeah. good. Um, no, it, was, it, was it was a very like, very yeah, it was like the girls. It was very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do have a question for you, O'Neill, in terms yes. of. Uh, because you're saying it was uh, the U.S. and the American tour, how many mm-hmm. shows of the 56 did they actually film for the documentary? All. All of them? Yes. Every Are single all show All of them filmed. at some point and in I believe the movie. every single show except for two... Yes, I, I think every show except for two are in it. And as we go through, I'll break down like, you know, for instance, not to jump ahead too far, but like there's the blackout during the Phoenix show during the Alien Superstar song. Yes. Um, that was represented. A lot of the highlights of the actual tour were represented. Yeah, in this film, I think so. I wrote during that scene. Oh, God, the power's out. Whoever is doing audio, God have mercy on their soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> it was definitely a big. That was my favorite scene and, in the movie. Uh, you know, s- sprinkled throughout. And they were like, yeah, let's I'll just, go for yeah, that let's now. Change costume; it'll be fucking iconic. And then it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and just get overall opinions, and then dive in. Um, yeah, it was great. I'll go quick. It's it's Sorry. it's great. The the movie is as much a technical masterpiece as the as the show is. The match cuts, I was telling you after we walked out of the theater, but the match cuts, my guy, were so on yes. point. <laughs> Everything was so on point. They're this so is sort good. of Beyonce's multiverse. They're like uh, surgical. Movie. They're so good. Yeah. Um, uh, I yeah. like the, 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 the using the highlights from every show is such a cool idea. I think if, I gotta be honest, most of the interludes didn't work for me. Interesting. Uh, in, yeah, in a way where it was like, there's been a trend with documentaries over the last like five years where it's either true crime or it is a documentary that the artist is making about themselves, like or an athlete is making about themselves. It mm-hmm. kind of started with The Last Dance of Michael Jordan, and which is an, a good version of that. And then, you know, like the Harry and Meghan, they, they did one that got a lot of traction. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Anytime an artist is making a documentary about themselves, I'm just like, eh, eh. Like some of it's interesting, some of it's not, but it's also like you're talking about yourself. I don't know. It's just I just find it uninteresting. Um, I think part of that for me was because like she does talk about her family a lot and like her family came with her on the tour. Like it's like something that you can't separate because that's something that Mm -hmm. she's like also having to deal with on top of touring 50 doing 56 shows. But but I did do this little drawing of all the sort of hills and valleys in terms of like action where it would be like a really, really intense like concert scene. And then it would like immediately jump to like 
black and white, chill out, like totally different mm-hmm. vibes. And it was kind of, sometimes it was a little bit much for me, but otherwise, like I liked how they would cut and like when they did the whole section on Blue Ivy and like that was spectacular. That was mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like that, that was just like, I can't even imagine how Definitely cool that would have been. Um, yeah, that was great. And then like, you know, learning about uh, Uncle Johnny and like that was very cool as yeah, well. Yeah, that one's good too. Uh, and those like, you know, stuff towards the end. Uh, but actually learning about the production side of things. There were some times where it was like, it seems like there's a lot of her philosophy going into just like saying yeah. what her philosophy is. <laughs> yes. And like one of the notes that I took was how different your mindset has to be than like completely different from the average everyday human being because you're working at such a technical and like different, like almost different reality, like with Mm -hmm. like how big the scale is of what you're working with. Not only that and being like, damn, she fucking is like an insanely talented performer. Like, yeah, yeah like yeah. vocally, technically, like fucking flawless dancing is insane. Anytime, like her actual like performance and stage presence. It's yeah. one of those things where like I'm watching someone do the thing that they are best at in the mm-hmm. best way possible. Like I, mm-hmm. I was, I, again, I can't extol the virtues of this. It was very good, but yes, I also loved every shot that Jay-Z was in. He looks like such a dad. It's my favorite. Yeah, thing. <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts core. of the movie. It was just Jay-Z being like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jay-Z was in his own sort of multiverse there. Um, One thing I just want to comment on really quickly is I was actually surprised by how, for those who like aren't familiar with the Beyonce sphere, the beehive, all of that stuff, her persona is very manicured. On purpose. Yes. She 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 yes. had an era where she took control of her own external vision and how people perceive her and all of that stuff. And so I was actually pretty surprised about how deep she went with this. Like there were things in this that I didn't even know, having worked for her for a year, that I was very surprised to see. And in the fact that she was being so vulnerable with mm. Blue Ivy's journey as her first performance, I thought was very exciting to see as a a parent and a performer, seeing yeah. sort of the both sides of that very very cool but yeah let's dive in really quick just as like a topic setter really quick i believe i'm the only one who's actually seen the taylor swift eras movie i haven't yeah, even I like, watched see, it yeah. all the way through i skimmed through i have it. seen another concert from this year but i did not watch taylor swift's movie i saw the re the a24 remaster re-release of stop making sense which is the talking heads performance hmm. in 1983 at the pantages very good. Anyway, that's all. It has that's been all a I have to say about year, that. Sort of. Yes, uh, I agree. There's been a lot of movie stuff. Anyway, let's let's dive into the actual breakdown of this. The intro doc portion where they open up the the scene, just like setting the tone essentially for mm-hmm. all of that, uh, and then the ballad section. What do we? How do we feel about? We see our first major costume change during the flaws and all section, where she like, she's wearing like her standard. I think it was like a black sequence yeah. garb, and then she changes into this like green. That, like, going green around, going around table. Favorite, yeah. least favorite costume. I oh. <laughs> have answers. I have answers. Um, um, my favorite costume was like the jockey, like unitar, like the full like. The gloves, it was like the full, like the like patterned, like pink oh, and the, what's it called? <laughs> yes, with like the, the helmet was obsessed I like with that. that. Too. Also, anything with the wide brim hat, I loved. The wide brim hat was sick. I don't know if I had a least favorite costume. I don't know if I had a least favorite. There were the a lot bee. of like body suits, just but like that's kind of her thing. I was thing. like, I'm not into this. Yeah. this the bee is so fucking good. The bee is so good. The bee is so good. The bee is The like feathers at the end of the like antenna, I was kind of obsessed with. It's kind of the moment. As the doc continues on, we get to see the actual building of the tour yeah, and the that stage. Was and Olivia, you said you had some some comments on that. 
Oh yeah, just like how big that is. Like it's just like <laughs> so insane. And like where she was like, yeah, there's actually three stages. Like I can't even think about the money that it would cost to like whole produce, make sure you have That's the backups for all the screens, <laughs> all the calibration that you have to do, mm-hmm. make it work every single time. And not only do you have one of them, you have three of them constantly moving. And yeah, like, it's wild. The, like actual like logistics of that blew my brain like completely i think what was it there's a shot of an audience member that goes wow and i was like wow indeed and then i wrote holy fuck holy fuck (laughs) Um, the moment that stands out to me as a dp is when she's asking this cameraman if they could go wider and he's like oh right yes i guess i i guess i could look he's like this she's like don't make this lens any wider no, listen, if he's going to a six, that means he's on an eight. They re- they really don't make lenses wider than that. I want to shout that out. I want to shout out that DP where it's like, but, I can look at this very they, specific, strange ass six it. millimeter lens. And then you see it later in the film. But it's like, as a D- in my DP brain was like, oh, this is like a very weird niche lens that they're putting on at the very end here. An eight millimeter yeah. is already a pretty niche fisheye lens, but like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I it was like that's it made me laugh. That's actually during the Women in Machine. Yes, Women in the Machine. Yeah, that's actually later during the Women in Machine. But that's actually something that I do want to highlight because yeah. yeah. But also on the other hand, like the fact that she knows that as yes. a performer, as a dancer, yeah. as a singer, as she, a director. Yeah. Let me jump back and then I'll show show the anecdote during the Women in Machine segment. But uh, I'm that girl. That's when we see so our first like minute costume changes, mm-hmm. like the different types of like sequence shiny. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then we see the alien blackout, which is great so the, good. during the Phoenix show. Yeah. I, I thought that was great for them. To, God have to introduce mercy. That. Yeah. The color is so <laughs> iconic on that though. So good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's like a great setter for like what to expect during this film is like you're not just getting like two or three shows cough cough um you're getting <laughs> the cough, entire cough, experience cough. of the renaissance get them get them sick em, of boys. The, the, the renaissance world tour yeah. uh, and it is a premium this is a premium yeah. you know content this is like an experience it's a, it's a film yeah, sure. it's a thing um, it's a film with a vision it's not just like yes. we shot yeah. the doc we shot the concert and here it is pay us money to go see it again yeah 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 Yeah. and then you get the break my soul with the break my soul remix uh the fact that she like was remixing all of her hits even Mm -hmm. while she was performing and like the different iterations of that was was fantastic uh Woman versus the machine. I did want to comment on this uh, again. Yes. Again, I'm not saying anything that wasn't presented in the doc, but like she touches everything and it's kind of crazy. Yeah. A lot of times I'm like, how does this woman sleep? How does she rest? How does she do it all? Exactly. Because just a small anecdote uh, from the editing side. There was a, a specific moment where we were in session and we were editing and she was like, that's not what I asked for. That's not what I asked for. That's not what I asked for. And then she started listing off angles. She was like, I remember from this date, from this time during this part of the song, there was a camera here. I want to see that angle. And then we go dig, 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 dig. And it was there. And it's just like, how do you keep all of that in your mind? Um, she's like so- producing as she's performing. Like she is yes. like curating it like her brain is working at an extra the lighting level. stuff where she's uh-huh. like i want these lights on me move that light here one of the things that i'm actually going to bring up now just because it's a good point so one of my expectations was i wrote uh the negative space or like using like that black negative space and like creating mm-hmm. those like magical like third spaces those uh, i'm trying to think of what the word is for it but those sort of liminal spaces but what she's mm-hmm. talking about the lighting and she's like what if it's just like the lack of light and i was like literally that's yes 
Yes, yeah, that was yeah. what I was expecting. And like it, the fact that she put it like in words, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what she's doing because she has so much light. She has so much chrome, so mm-hmm. much bright. Even like the disco, all the reflection stuff, like mm-hmm. and just and just to use like the simplicity of the negative light is just like mm-hmm. fucking mwah, chef's kiss. So yeah. good. Yeah, very, very talented. And she showed, it, this is sort of her putting all of her cards on the table and being like, yeah, this is what I can do and this is what you're about to get. And it sort of coasts off of that. But the great part of that was the rehearsal to cuff it transition mm. uh, where she's like, uh, what if we went bump, 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 and then you hear that part. Yes, in the I love that. That was great. <laughs> and it transitions into cuff it, one of my favorites. Mm. It's like a kind of a throwback song um, where it's like, you know. Uh, yeah. It's a throwback to like older Yancey from, mm-hmm. from this. Um, and then uh, Energy and the Mute Challenge. As someone who went that to the concert, cool. that's a really fun part of the concert where it's like everybody on mute and then like just silence. <laughs> that was like an excellent um, like tension build in the edit. I'm sure like mm-hmm. in the actual crowd, it would have been insane. But like in the edit, you're like, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you know, it, I loved that. And if you would have gone see it in like a crowded theater, like everybody doing the mute challenge, I've seen plenty of TikToks of like people doing that. And then you get the big like drop at the end, like, and then, you know, people, you're you're just hype. This is, this is just, it's just nonstop hype. And that's sort of why I do like the doc pieces, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. is you have like hype, 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 hype. And then it's like, okay, catch your breath. (sighs) Um, And then you move on. I I wish uh, one last thing with like the, like the, the, pieces and then the concert and the piece in the concert i agree that it like it needs those moments those down moments so that when like the shit finally you know you can catch your breath mm-hmm. i just think some of them lasted you know it's a three-hour movie i felt it uh, at times like the yeah. last couple breaks yes. i was like the two hours okay, Mark, how much I was longer like, is okay, left here yeah. like i'm like i'm enjoying this but like that that was my problem with it. i don't think any of them in particular were like you needed to cut that one or whatever like they all worked for me but it was just a matter of how many mm-hmm. there were yeah. that i was just like yeah. okay but yeah anyway we can continue yeah but so yeah the dancer side of things because that starts with the kevin jay-z prodigy section right where they're talking about like the uh, ballroom scene a little bit. I think Kevin Prodigy is actually. Oh yeah, you are right. Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, post yeah. like the release the wiggle like but the fucking yeah, yeah, horse yeah, yeah. moves. They didn't show nearly enough of the horse moving. Oh yeah, the horse is <laughs> the horse Renee. Is so fucking big. Wait, the horse has a name, and yeah, her name is named Renee. Renaissance. <laughs> that's the writers really awesome. popped off with that one. That's great. Okay. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah no um, that's so it, w- <laughs> it was great to see yeah kevin prodigy what a fucking icon in the house music yeah uh, and so just, iconic holy their shit. voice is just so so the strong hurricane. throughout this entire thing the hurricane katrina <laughs> <laughs> so powerful um, but then, yeah, getting to see all the dancers was very. I'm I'm not as plugged into like the house scene, the house, yeah, the, the ballroom. I'm not scene, the yeah. ballroom scene. Um, and yeah. so like one of the questions is so there's, so there's the dolls and then there's the other background dancer. What's the distinction? Are the dolls the more like ballroom specialty dancers? Yes. Who, okay, time out. Who was the girl? Who was the woman who was galloping on all fours? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> like, oh, that's she uh, red uh, costume. She was like fully Honey galloping. Balenciaga? Was that who that was? Yeah, Honey Balenciaga. That's yeah, he, uh, yeah, one of the lead dancers in that spectac- uh, ballroom I was like, scene. Galloping? Galloping. Yeah, very powerful. Cool. Yeah, that was nuts. That was absolutely insane. She's great. Great to get insights on She's that. Great. Um, 
I do want to bounce. We'll we'll start like plugging through these a little bit faster. Formation, another reimagining of formation. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Homecoming documentary. No. Okay. Uh, it's her at uh, what the fuck is it called? Uh, the the show that they do in the desert. Coachella. There we Coachella. Go. It's her okay, doing Coachella. It, it, every time she performs formation, she like reinvents it in an interesting way. And this was just another one of those a formation was like a kind of a. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, but Formation, obviously, from the Lemonade album was like a, you know, a, a sort of a girl power, I get your power back sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and she's just reinvented it every time for every sort of era she's in. This is sort of her era, if you think about it. Uh, um, <laughs> but then Diva, Run the World, and yes. then we get uh, the Blue Ivy doc, so which honestly, <laughs> the highlight for me, I think I wrote a note <laughs> that says, oh, God, black power, uh, because it's just so... <laughs> good to see like blue ivy grow and then do her show and there is a like a this is where i think the the most amount of vulnerability yes. comes in because mm -hmm. you see like beyonce as a mother being like oh i couldn't even control what my daughter saw on social media and yeah. like but that also driving her daughter to like perform better yeah um and then we get my power which is like so good great performance we see beyonce and uh blue ivy dance together and then we see the dance captain amari yes. leading them as as they then bring out the black parade and we see our queen and her subjects on her fucking tank Dude, uh, as... the mars rover was fucking crazy yeah, absolutely fucking <laughs> that was insane. nuts that was so good even in, even in show like just seeing that rollout was like what the fuck holy shit on? the machine yeah but that uh, was so sweet it was so cute and like you can tell she's 11 but she's fucking yeah. killing it on a, yeah, on a stadium 11. of 70,000 yeah. people um, and like just watching Jay-Z in the pit just be like yes it's so good mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. and as far as it's like you, you, I've seen some people be like, "Hey, maybe an eleven-year-old shouldn't be out there." It's the daughter of Jay Z and Beyonce. Like, she's what do you? What else like, is she gonna do? Like, you can't. Like, not. it's not Shirt like she's gonna have a normal granny. childhood. Like, like, what do you like? <laughs> and she, I mean, and that's the thing is like, she was the one who. I mean, you saw the different moments where she was yeah. like, "No, no, no, you have to keep that part of the song." I love how it's like, uh, I believe she's a it mini was Beyonce. in. <laughs> it was in Diva. She was like, you can't cut Diva. You can't cut Diva. And then she cuts off the, the edit and then yes. starts it starting. Honey, uh, you can't cut people off. <laughs> yeah, just what a what a great uh, sort of <laughs> segment. So, but she was contributing this entire time. And yeah, she was the one absolutely. who brought up that She's she part wanted of to it. perform. Yeah. And then going into the, the Houston show and, yes, the Houston visiting and Parkwood. getting a little yeah. bit more background from Beyonce. I mean, if you're not a super fan, you wouldn't know any of this stuff. So it's great to like mm -hmm. get more insight into who this performer is and yeah. why she is such an icon and where she came from. The sandwich superstition. Loved that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Pre-show petition. And then we get another sort of bump, I would say, to the interest of the show where we get Savage with the Megan the Stallion performance yes. where you've seen celebrities maybe in the audience, but you haven't seen any co-performers. And so this was a great sort of mm -hmm. thing. Again, I think this was uh, Houston. This was Houston. Yes. And then we get a little bit more vulnerability, I think, in the next. Uh, we, we we do partition, uh, which is, again, another just absolute banger. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get fast forwarding a little bit. We get the documentary where we see like why she isn't as mobile in this one. Again, if you've seen Homecoming, you've seen her fly across the stage. Mm -hmm. uh, but her knee, uh, she actually got knee surgery. And I remember when I first started at Parkwood, when she would come in, she was actually on the crutches. Um, which they show in the the doc as well. Mm -hmm. 
it's just so interesting to see like you know her reclaiming her her performance and her image and everything like that and then we get church girls and i didn't imagine to be tearing up at church girls but goddamn what a good fucking uh just remix that is with the electric slide yeah oh the electric slide i loved that was so cool that was so so cool it does sort of slow down at this point. Yes, that is where I, about the two hour mark, I started like fading a little bit after this. This is where I went to the yeah. bathroom. Yes. No, but like yes. the thing is when she comes out of the like clamshell, it like yes, took me groove. a second. It took me a second because I went, oh fuck, it's the birth of Venus. It's literally a Renaissance <laughs> painting. The woman's yeah. a genius. The woman's yeah. a genius. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's also for Virgo's groove. She is a Virgo. Yes, her she birthday. Is a Virgo. We Virgo get the queen. Diana Rossing her okay. birthday. Okay. Is that the show where everyone was wearing the pointy, like the, the party hats? Was that her birthday show? Yes. Okay, good. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And Diana Ross came out. Um, oh, my uh, God. Legend Ooh. Diana Ross comes out and sings Ooh. Happy Birthday to her. Yeah, that was so good. Um, very exciting. That was at the LA show. Then we get Plastic Off the Sofa, which was shortened quite a bit, which transitions into Virgo's groove. And then we get a little bit of a bump back up with Move, which I yes. thought was great. The camera zooming in and out. Yes, that uh, was sick. Uh, the, that was the, first time. the dancers kind of behind her doing the, what is that What is that pose thing called with the multiple Voguing? Arms? No, 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 no. The multiple arms behind Oh, the... it, it kind of reminds me of like a Shiva, like arms of Shiva yes. kind of dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was great. Which I love. Um, I love edited if anyone does that. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's very so technically good. difficult to do. It's very cool. <laughs> and then we get to the Uncle Johnny doc. Yes, now, I want to hear Tina. you guys' sort of take on this because this is the one that I probably knew least about before I started at Parkwood about like Uncle Johnny and his passing and the sort of impact that he yeah, had. Yeah. So I didn't know about literally any of it. Um, And mm-hmm. like just like because by the time they like got to it, they were like fashion saved our family and like mm-hmm. just based off the pure number of costumes and how like yeah. on point every single one was, I was like, there's like, there's like a level of care and like emphasis on it that like it has to come from somewhere. And like to actually get the answer was insane. And like, mm-hmm. it also kind of ties in. Cause like, you know, Beyonce is a straight woman, like, you know, mm-hmm. and she's an icon, but she's a queer icon. Like, you know, people mm-hmm. in the LGBT community fucking love her. Mm-hmm. Um, and like she does, you know, pull a lot from like b- like black ballroom scenes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And to like understand that like she had a queer black influence mm-hmm. in the start of her career very much like explains for me, it like made more sense that she mm-hmm. has such a like devoted queer following. And she sort of made a point to make her space a very safe yes, space. Yes, to say that LGBT, safe space, yeah, absolutely. Especially for black LGBT, which yeah, even absolutely. in our own community can be mm-hmm. a little bit of a rough yeah. uh, space to be in. So then you get to Heated with the fans. What a great segment that with the dancing cool, the clacks, fans, so the arms. Cool. Those arms were sick. I was obsessed with those sort of like gyroscopic arms. Those uh-huh. are so cool. Yeah. With the, the, the painting, the I know we passed that, but like the, the frames, yeah, yeah, this was cool. That was oh, really yeah, back cool. and cozy. That yeah. was sick, the, yeah. The, the, the dancing with the, the, the framing. That was really cool. Uh, yeah, the arms uh, definitely have their own sort of <laughs> fan following, so to speak. <laughs> and then it's a hard cut from heated into like the interstitial where it sort of statics out. And then we get thick. 
which is uh, definitely a fan favorite. Yes. <laughs> and a, sort of an interplay with the visuals in the background. And then All Up In Your Mind, which I thought the way they cut it was actually kind of scary in this one. Yeah, it was intense, yeah. It was like very, very intense. And then you get a sort of release with uh, Drunken Love and the sort of disco ball stripper. Yeah, that was pretty cool. The, that the was strippers cool. become the disco ball. Very yeah, nice. The pole dancers, yeah, absolutely very cool. And then we are, you can tell that the doc is sort of wrapping up. Yes, yeah. Because we get this sort of uh, recap of all the tour moments. And more TikToks, the slow-mo kind of yeah, moments. We're like, I'm exactly. really sitting at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which culminates in the beehive. And you see like all the different fan clips and TikToks and just sort of how people experienced it, the mm-hmm. tour in the moment. Which then cuts to like a big media thing. You see Blue uh, Blue Army announcing cool. there's a swarm of killer bees. It's so very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, which then cuts to America Has a Problem, which is a, a great song, which Kendrick did a later feature of after the album came out, yes. which then he performs. I thought was great. Was uh, Tyler, you had a comment. That oh, no. I, the performance it. was excellent. The performance was great, but it was the uh-huh. it was the as soon as he finished, his face went blank and he went and sat back down on the news desk and it went down like without looking at anybody. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right, I don't know if that's yeah. a note. I just thought it was yeah, funny. He's like, I did my thing. I'm done. I, I, I showed up. I was Kendrick and now I'm done. Goodbye. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. No, he does have a, his stage performance is usually a little bit harder, I would yeah. say, um, a little bit more. But uh, then that goes into the pure honey ball scene where they, you know, they're dancing and she's holding the super wide camera that she requested at the beginning of the dog. Uh, That was very fun. Um, And then it's sort of we we get like a resolution doc, so to speak, where she's just like, this was the tour. I feel changed. Uh, You know, you're I would say to Tyler's point, you're very standard celebrity. Yeah, that like nothing to prove anymore. This like freedom in her 40s, which, yeah, that sort of escapism transfer of energy It was very like big, like. Big, big brain big stuff brain. that we were sort of talking about near the end. It was very like yeah. philosophy of of like famous people. Yeah, yeah <laughs> very much so. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's basically what I yeah. came to as like, oh God, you finish it first and then we'll do final thought. Yeah, which which then brought us to the Summer of Renaissance slash Summer Renaissance remix where she's riding the horse, she's swinging, she's flying. Yeah, Confetti cool. all around. And then, you know, we cut to one last little doc piece where Jay-Z and B are on the private jet and she's, you know, eating a sandwich and he's interviewing her and she says she feels changed. And then we get a new song, by the way, the end credit song was a new song that she oh, just dropped. There you go. You Great. It's your boy's name in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When but, I, and I did a big yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but Tyler, you said you had a, a closing thought on the yeah, documentary. This pieces. just feels like the... Every other artist making a doc about themselves pales in comparison to this one, if that makes sense to you. Like, yes. Yeah. This is the best version you could possibly have of that. Because oftentimes when I watch those, I find them to be mm-hmm. painfully boring and uninteresting. There's nothing interesting to say. Mm-hmm. But the technical aspects and the show and seeing the technical aspects of the show and seeing all the behind the scenes mm-hmm. just makes this actually interesting like no one was going into this being like yeah mm, i wonder if we'll see a real take about beyonce like no it's just like beyonce here's the crazy <laughs> shit i do here's how i'm fucking great at it enjoy well, 
Which you know, and I enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed it. What I think time is theory. great is that yeah, like I had a really good time. A lot of documentaries you would want to see. You know, it's usually somebody being famous but not showing what they're famous for. And what I think mm-hmm. is so great about this is like her life has been this performance for this past year, and so it does just show what her life was yeah. for the past you know two three years. If you compare this to like the one that I really don't like is the Harry and Meghan documentary. Like I have I've got nothing against yeah. them, but like that's a documentary they made for their own purposes about themselves to try and make some money and i'm mm-hmm. like i why sh- should i watch this you made it about yourselves there's nothing there's nothing interesting is going to be in yeah. this uh, you know it's like or the yeah. uh, the johnny manzel documentary is the same way where it's like let's skip the nfl and all the drug problems and like the legal issues so let's just talk about the stuff i did the good the fun stuff i did in college football like there's so many of those now that it, i just yeah. find them there you do get pretty much the 360 of Beyonce here is just like really and like I again I wasn't I'm not a huge Beyonce fan like I don't know anything about her and like I kind of got the like the long and short of it and like you know to get like the technical part that I was like here for I'm in um if I didn't get Beyonce before I get Beyonce now you know that's a good way to get Beyonce now there's a point where like Right after they finished like the dancer doc and they were like, oh yeah, like this was my first job. I got hired after doing this video, blah, blah, blah. I wrote, I'm invested now. I'm so in, I love big hats. Like that was like kind of the (laughs) point in the movie where I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Um, Mm -hmm. Like right before all the Blue Ivy stuff. Okay, my final question, O'Neal. Yes. I did a count of all the different costume changes. Yeah, let's see. My final number is 73. I think I overshot. I think it is anywhere between 68 and 73. That is my guess on how many costume see. changes there were. Let me just double how many check my separate math really costumes. Quick. There might have been times where, like, she took off a hat or a part of the yes. a part of the costume. Those are and separate I don't know costumes. if I count. Okay, so they are separate costumes. So I might actually have gone under. So I'm going to stick with my number of seventy three. Because going back and counting them, I was like, whoa, hold on, that's a lot. But then I was like, no, no, that makes sense that there were Six. close into the seventies of them. Twelve teams. I also want to know how many pounds of confetti were dropped on this tour. Like, it's got to be, like, like tons and tons and tons and tons of, like, truckloads. Uh, 84. 84! Okay, so I 84 undershot. Costumes. So I missed <laughs> yeah. them. That's crazy. By, by almost 10. Yeah, because there were times where, like, if a jacket came off, that's a different costume, so I wouldn't have counted that. Or the hat comes yeah, off, and different costume. Especially so, during okay, Cuffet. Understandable. Yes. Cuffet was, like, a pretty exploratory time, and I don't know if you caught it, but there was, like, that rapid like different yes. costume That's segment. That's where I was trying that, to catch a lot there's, of those. Yeah, a couple of yeah. iterations in there that I think also probably got missed. And, you know, again, the slight changes in, in costume, I don't, you know, you might have not all caught. Well, during, I'm like, really I'm surprised that I went under on that. So, yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, <laughs> but like, I was of, so deeply impressed, uh, like visually on like every single element of this, but um, you should be very proud of the work you did on this, sir. <laughs> I don't know where your fingerprints oh, are on this movie, but it is so, this. it is so spectacular. Like it was one of like, it, like I had a, a genuinely very That's good like time say, in the theater. A lot of shows. <laughs> yes, a um, lot of shows. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff to do, but yeah, no, it was a great experience overall. Um, and I, I, I did make that dough with the overtime that I did put in, <laughs> but it's great. Um, two questions for you. Yes. First question. Yeah. If you were not previously, have you been converted to a Beyonce fan? I think I have been converted to a Beyonce enjoyer. I don't know if I'm a fan, okay. but yeah, I definitely same, am more inclined to listen to Miss Knowles' good music. Yeah. So not not a not like, necessarily. There were some songs yet. that I was like, okay, cut, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I can get down on this for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But yes, definitely more of a Beyonce enjoyer. Yes. But mm. I will not say I'm full beehive yet. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm not really a like big, I don't, I'm not in like anybody's beehive, if that makes sense. I'm not a, I'm not a stan, like a stan <laughs> fan of any musician. If so, But like, you know, listen, I'll add a couple Beyonce songs to the rotation. I'll, I'm a Beyonce understander. Yeah, there's now. some ones that I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, we'll never. Not that <laughs> sure. I did before, but we'll never talk shit ever again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I understand that I know oeuvre. what that woman's capable of. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She is a visionary. Like I, I yes, fully yeah. like. She's oh, of course, so yeah. deserving of that specific like moniker. Yeah, absolutely. A thousand percent. Question number two. Yes. Should this get nominated for an Oscar? I don't watch I enough documentaries to know, know. Quite frankly, I I'm the wrong person to ask. Okay, in the docu- Okay, because that was where I was at. I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know what I would categorize this at as because it is it is a documentary. That is that is true. Um, mm-hmm. I think like it's part art film. It's start documentary. I I I think it is spectacular. Like it is genuinely like such a well made documentary. Um, mm-hmm. And I if. I think it could be in the running for an Oscar contention. Like, I think it is, I think it, it does have enough behind it that it, that it could be considered. Absolutely. I agree. Right. I, I think it can. Here's, here's, here's my take. Is it one of the five best documentaries of the year? I honestly have no fucking idea. I don't watch enough documentaries. I probably have not watched five documentaries this year. I've watched three or four, <laughs> including okay. this movie. Should they nominate it so Beyonce is there? Yes, one hundred percent. They should absolutely do that. They're they're fucking idiots if they don't nominate this, <laughs> yeah. so you can get Beyonce on the red carpet. Money! You know what I mean? Um, that's yes. that's yeah. my take. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes, that's okay. so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So please sign my petition because uh, currently I don't think it qualifies under the Oscars rules uh, to be nominated, but uh, I do think there should be a pretty substantial push. Why? Uh, Oscar has rules against self promotion in your documentaries, oh, okay. and she produced well, it, and it's about her. Well, that's what the whole fucking movie. Is. Yeah, <laughs> the whole um, movie is promotion. So we'll we'll get that we'll get that petition cooking uh, a slickety split. But yeah, cool, great guys. Thank you for sharing with the Renaissance. And now, without further ado, we are here now to tell you our top fives of the year. This is music, books, TV, movies. It's all of it, baby. It's all here of it, on baby. Hollywood Junior. We don't limit ourselves to one medium. No, it's 2023, we're baby. Uh, let's let's break down how we did this because we did this in a very weird way. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll break it down for you guys. Let's have a slice of that. So basically, a lot of podcasts do top tens and, you know, they whinge endlessly about, you know, movies and TV. Uh, so, so we're going to cut, <laughs> we're going to cut through the fat. And what we've done is limited ourselves to certain time slots for each film, depending on whether they're five, four, three, two, one. So if you are fifth films, we only have 15 seconds to talk about it. And yep. then going all the way up to number one, it goes 31 minute, two minute, three minutes to talk about our number one films. And then uh, we went ahead and looked at our each of our top fives and any overlap. We went ahead and tacked on that extra time so we can all talk about that movie for that extra time. Because of that, <laughs> I think some of our, our top fives have been manipulated. I know my top five is very close slightly. to my actual top five, but it has been slightly manipulated yes, so I that I can have more time to talk about things I feel like I deserve more time. <laughs> Um, with that being said, I will start 
Olivia and I both have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse as our number fives. That's actually my number one film, but I want to talk about other stuff because it's O'Neill's number one film. So we're going to <laughs> skip me and Olivia's five, and then we're just going to tack that time onto O'Neill's one, if that tracks for everybody. Uh, so let's start with O'Neill's five. All right, uh, O'Neill, I have you uh, on the timer. Uh, your 15 seconds for your number five starts now. Uh, just Jujutsu Kaisen season two, Mappa's doing some credible work out there. They're actually on strike right now, so, so solidarity for Mappa. But goddamn, talk about fucking art, man. They're fucking killing it out there. What a great year for animation. Fucking Jujutsu Kaisen, fucking One Piece, they're killing it. Time. Go, go get them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that'll be my most like ranty okay. one. <laughs> okay, and we are at the thirty-second right. mark. <laughs> okay, my number four was The Legend of Vox Machina season two on Amazon Prime. I fucking love this show. Uh, it is just it hits the right beats every time. Uh, the voice cast is phenomenal. Duh. Um, I was really impressed with the animation this season, and I think we're in like the like adult animation kind of like renaissance, you could say. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it does a really good job of like following the emphasis of the first season that we're out of Whitestone, we're into the next thing. And like, it drops some pretty big bombs. It's phenomenal. Check it. (laughs) (laughs) Amazon. Amazon Prime. (laughs) Great. (laughs) All right, Tyler, number four. Your time starts now. May, December. May, December is a weird, transgressive, very strange movie. Everyone should watch on Netflix. Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman are unhinged for a full two hours uh, it, it, it's, it's funny. It's fucked up. It's, it's excellent. <laughs> um, I really enjoy it. It, it's, it's both a soap opera and a serious drama. Uh, it's very weird and I love it. Is that 30 seconds? What else? Uh, awesome. the, the lead Perfect. actor in it is also very good. Time. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Coolio. All right. Uh, my number four. Ah, number yes. Four. American Go uh, American fiction. Uh, what a fucking fantastic movie. What a great year for black cinema. I mean, it's been a great year for everybody's cinema, but goddamn, with the Renaissance, with American fiction, Spider-Verse, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, what a great film. I I, I literally can't say anything without spoiling it, other than it is uh, tar, but for black people and also a comedy. Uh, some people would say tar is a comedy. But those people are sick, sick fucks. But uh, American fiction, great performances, Great fucking fantastic writing uh, based off of the original book. Right. Cool. All right. Moving on to our number threes. Number three. Tyler, why don't you go ahead and hit your number three first? Because Olivia and I share a number three. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. Uh, So giving you one minute on the clock. Starting now. My number three is How to Blow Up a Pipeline. If you haven't seen this movie, please do support independent cinema. This is the only truly transgressive film I've seen made this year. It posits the question that in the face of climate disaster, there is no other option other than industrial sabotage. It is a tight, tight hour, (laughs) hour 45 minute terrorist heist movie but also has the deep theming of environmentalism and 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 eco terror and whether and and who's actually a good guy you know this isn't a movie that just immediately posits well obviously the oil companies are bad and doing this is good you know they reckon with the the damage that they do cause in the end um it's it's a tight thriller it's just excellent it is the best independent movie i saw this year please check it out please check it out i want daniel goldhaber to make more stuff (laughs) (laughs) great that's how to develop a pipeline where can you find that 
I actually don't know. I don't. Um, I think I, I think you have to rent it. I don't think any streamer is is going for that one. Uh, but I can check real fast. Oh, okay. Oh, it's on Hulu. Hang on, it's on Hulu. Check, watch how to blow up a pipeline on Hulu. Okay, how to blow up a pipeline is on Hulu. All right. Uh, I am putting two minutes on the clock because Olivia and I share a number two, and we can really luxuriate in this. Yeah, one. we can really sit uh, in this one. <laughs> let's let's go ahead and kick this one off with Barbie. God damn, Ooh. what a fucking fun, Ooh. fun time. It's so good. <laughs> the production, like the visuals, the casting is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, the writing the can be say yay and nay, but there's some like really deeply funny parts in this. <laughs> yes. Um, it's just there's some like, comedic aspects that don't necessarily always hit, but when it does hit, it hits so fucking hard. I still always flash back to that one time where yeah, the uh, real Perlman voiceover is like, note to self, Margot Robbie is not the a wrong, great yeah. for an imperfect woman. I'm just like, God damn damn yeah so, like it, it knew so the perfect. movie that it was making and exactly. it yeah i um i've never had as much fun in the movie theater as i have had in barbie just because like i did the i did the oppenheimer thing i saw it in the first couple days uh the barbenheimer thing and i just like genuinely had so much fun and then everyone i know that i saw it with made fun of me for breaking my all time in theater cry record. And I cried for five to six times. Um, and every time since I have cried like a bitch, every time I have watched it since then, um, it just hit a chord with me that I just had. Like, it's like one of those movies that's like, yeah, I'm going to cry every time I see this because like, Unfor- like I was socialized as a girl it's gonna hit uh, I recently yeah, went yeah. through all of my own Barbies uh, at my parents house and cr- and like only cried once but like I did cry like it was like very yeah. much it's like a childhood thing for me to come back yeah. to and also just you know top tier culture moment like this is when if you wanted to like point at like post COVID this is when movies is back we're back like, yeah. this baby. is when movies have re-entered the cultural zeitgeist we're back, yeah um, and so this is where we you know this is we we did it, guys. Movies is back. Movies, Movies is here. Is back. Um, <laughs> Nature is here. You could point to Cocaine Bear. You could point to Mithrigan. But really, guess what? It's Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig's great work. And like Ken's iconic. I am Ken Uff. I bought the t-shirt already. I'm sold. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Like Barbie. Talk fantastic. about marketing so too. Good. WB so, killing it. Shit, uh, yeah. You can watch it on Hulu and probably still in theaters. Uh, or not Hulu. Sorry. Uh, HBO. HBO. It's on, HBO. It's on Max. Yes. Yeah. On Max. Sorry. Max. All right. Cool. Moving on YouTube. to uh, our number twos. Uh, Liver, you want to kick us off with your number yeah, two? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Starting the time now. Okay. So my number two is The Last of Us, uh, uh, the the HBO show um, starring Pedro Pascal and uh, Bella mm, Ramsey. Um, it, was, it was spectacular. I mean, following the like Pedro Pascal craze in January on TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. I was very, very excited for this. And I'm not like a huge video game person. I've never played The Last of Us. Um, and I'm normally kind of like weird about like zombie stuff, but uh, going into this, it was just so well done. And every episode like hit all the right beats for me. And like, I was like, I would text my roommates and be like, hey guys, it's Sunday night. Um, the, ro- the the living room needs to be clear of people from like nine <laughs> o'clock until 11 while I like go and feel everything that I need to feel while I'm watching this show. Um, the sort of companion to this, this is kind of a two-parter because uh, one of the best podcasts that I listened to this year was the official HBO, uh, The Last of Us podcast mm, hosted by the one and only yeah. Troy Baker uh, with Craig Mazin and... Um, 
uh, uh, Neil Druckmann, who I kiss on the mouth for both of them. I love it. It's so good. The writing is so absolutely spectacular. And they like break down how the episodes were, not like the production side of things, but like how they like did the conversion from video game to screen and the different Mm -hmm. production challenges and like where they decided to deviate and where they decided to keep things the same. And like talking about the long, long time episode with Nick Offerman, and like, and like yeah. it's just it, some of the episodes are just like so heartbreaking and so good. And there's so many good Easter eggs where you have like Laura Bailey at the end with like yeah, you know with the, with so the nurses, good. and you see Ashley Johnson. You get to see Ashley yeah. Johnson, the, the original video game voice for uh, for Ellie, uh, play her mom, and like they bring her onto the show and they like talk about that. And it's her and Troy so cool. who like spent so much time, and also the video of them tea posing in. <laughs> That's well, the best let's, video let's of all get time. On it. Season two, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> all right. No, please, God. T <laughs> <laughs> post. Uh, Tyler, you want to hit us with your number two? Yeah, I totally can. I'm ready. Listen, uh, at the end of the day, uh, my list, I try, you know, I threw in May, December there, but I got to be me. I got to have some boy core stuff. Uh, I have a, I, and I got to talk about the killer. <laughs> this is boy dinner. The, hey, welcome to boy dinner. And this is uh, me talking about the movie, The Killer by David Fincher. David Fincher is my favorite director. David Fincher is my favorite director. Uh, he, 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 he does not miss. What a boy um, Gone Girl is my favorite. Um, I love a tot thriller. This is a movie about the gig economy. This is it, it's a movie that pauses. What if hitmen were just Uber drivers? And it's very, very good and powerful. <laughs> um, it's 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 just like a master of his craft executing at an incredibly high level. Uh, there's so many little details in there where this guy just just to watch Michael Fassbender constantly be like the most world's most mid hit man. And listening to his internal monologue about how he's incredible <laughs> is hilarious. It's so funny the, to that like dichotomy of things. <laughs> the movie opens with this like two 20 minute sequence where it's just him talking about how badass he is. And then he fucks up the hit and it's the best. It's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so great. Um, you know, David Fincher does this incredible thing where he knows you want to watch Michael Fassbender murder someone. He's like, I'm going to play how soon is now by the smiths and he's gonna murder this person and you're gonna think it's cool you (laughs) sick fuck and he keeps cutting in and out of diegesis with the how as soon as now just to like fuck with your brain it's um it's a very 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 good movie please uh go check it out on netflix um i got to see it in theaters which was really really cool uh netflix please release your movies in theaters uh before you put them on your streaming service i would have liked to have seen may december in theaters as well uh, this has my, been my mini Ted Sarandos strand at the end. Um, yeah, good movie. <laughs> Great Spoon feeding the boys the killer. Here comes the airplane. What's this Just for the boys. Just for the boys. Meow. Let me stretch before I go on my rant. This is going to be a pretty, <laughs> oh, pretty, pretty big rant. All right. He's and ready. starting now. He's it. My number two film um, is Killers of the Flower Moon. This was the best made movie this year. Um, This is an absolute stone cold masterpiece. And I think flattened against the annals of history, this will 
definitely stand out. This I've seen I saw things in this movie that I have never seen before in in movies really. Um and it made me feel things that I've never felt before in movies. Um there's been a sort of uh a dialogue about how this movie is too long, but when you get to the end of the movie and you see uh Martin Scorsese sort of lamenting that this is the best he could do and it's three and a half goddamn hours long, uh it really makes you sort of reflect on what what we're doing with movies and media and like why we're doing what we're doing. Um, this, I revisited the Irishman um, after this um, and it, it like, it really empowers sort of Martin Scorsese's um, let's say regret for what he's done with his career. A lot of his uh, sort of depicting violence for the flashiness of it, instead of depicting the violence, uh, especially against these people and sort of the, the just this uh, dissection of their community. Um, I, I definitely like revisiting that and then revisiting that end scene. You really do feel uh, his regret for like, this is the best he can do. And it's a fucking fantastic movie, but he still has regret for how he could only tell this story this way. And yeah, there are cr- criticisms about it. Like the fact that it's a gangster movie, but it's set in the West and, but it's Martin Scorsese doing his absolute best for a story he believes is uh, absolutely empowering, like absolutely important. And it is, it's, definitely important um and so i I do find uh after like revisiting all of that the sort of dialogue or the the sort of conversation around that this movie is too long i I do just find inappropriate but also a great year for a meta meta movies i I didn't mention this during american fiction but god what a fucking fantastic year for meta storytelling o'neill shout out to when me and o'neill saw that movie at we got out at like 2 a.m and uh (laughs) Oh my god! It blew us away. I need to revisit that one because the last hour I was definitely disassociating. (laughs) So uh, I I need to see it. I I heard mixed things about it and then did not go see it when I had the opportunity. It's in my honorable mentions, but the more I think about it, I'm like, did I just like not get it? Did I just like did it just did I did I was I just too tired? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, great. Stone Cold Masterpiece. All right, Uh, you can watch it on Apple TV Plus now. Nice. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's start it off with this one. Wait, Olivia, did Literally, Olivia do two? They're, you got three two. minutes. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, Last of Us was, Olivia, was yeah. my two. Yeah. That's right. That's uh, right that's Olivia, right. three minutes for your number one. <laughs> I guess just fucking go for it, my guy. Let's fucking cook. Okay. Okay, great. So my number one is uh, Hosier's 2023 album, Unreal on Earth. Um <laughs> This fucking album, uh, like, it came out in, like, September, October. It was my most listened to music uh, by November. Uh, my Spotify wrapped Hozier was my top artist. Uh, I'm obsessed with this man. I truly, deeply, like, love watching this man perform. I love, he's just, like, like he's just, like, such an insanely good vocalist and a lyricist and... Like I just have, I'm, I'm, I'm fully like I'm chugging the hosier juice. Like I, it is fully <laughs> like I'm injecting it intravenously. Um, I, I went and saw. I'm not a big concert person, and I'm, I'm so not a concert person. Uh, but this album came out, and I was like, something like shifted in my brain, and I was like, I gotta get tickets to this. Um, <laughs> I could not get tickets for the Boston show. I tried. I literally was like wasting away on the couch because I was distraught that I could not find tickets. My roommate texts me, goes, "Hey, this is like months later. Okay, mm-hmm. the Boston shows have already happened." They go, "Hey." 
are you working on Sunday night? I went, yeah. And they went, no, you're not. We're going to see Hozier. And I was like, fucking sign me up, baby. So we drove to New Hampshire. We went, um, and they had not listened to the album yet. And it is just so good. So if you haven't listened to it, it is uh, loosely, but pretty much it's a concept album. Uh, it's based on Dante's uh, Divine Comedy. It's part of um, the, uh, it's uh, the Abyss. It's essentially, um, the levels of hell, uh, and it, every song goes through each level of hell. Um, and it is so unbelievably good. Uh, and every song hits a different note and there's so many like interesting things about the production and, uh, he's just been cranking out bangers and like he had released the singles earlier this year and, Mm -hmm. um, some of those didn't even make it onto the album, but it is such a tight album that every single song hits. He collabs with Brandy Carlisle. He does one that's like entirely instrumental, but you really can see it. Like it is a, it is one of like a, it is pushing masterpiece level uh, with the amount of like orchestration and just like the fun that they had with it. And the music videos for uh, the videos that did come out uh, for this one are so spectacular. Um, the tour is absolutely insane. I'm going to see it again. I'm driving to New York. I'm going <laughs> north of Albany uh, to Saratoga Springs to go see this show again because uh, it is so spectacular. Uh, I have the vinyl. I listen to it regularly. I fall asleep to it. It has been like the soundtrack for me for the last couple of months. I I cannot say enough about it. And if it doesn't get a Grammy nom, I think I might bite my hand off. Um, it, is, <laughs> it is so un- like chewing on the desk, clawing at the walls, gnawing on drywall. Like that's where we're at. It's so spectacular. <laughs> Fucking get on this album, Unreal on Earth. <laughs> Wherever you stream music. <laughs> Eat your younger did, uh, did this did this album you could say uh, you're so good sorry continue could you say that this 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 album took you to church uh, it took me to church it took me behind the church it it made passionate <laughs> it love me behind to the me church behind and the then church. me over and showed me <laughs> heaven <laughs> It is a good album. This is it one of the few new albums it I listened to this hell. year. It's it should be everything. It, it's so so good. It's so unbelievably good, and I can't wait to Top see it again. Here, all right. Oh, Madison Cunningham was so good as the opener too. Fuck! Oh my god, she was so good. All right, cooking up with that, Tyler. Your number one media of the year. Are you kidding me, cousin? Is it going to be anything other than The Bear Season 2? Are you fucking kidding me, bro? <laughs> fucking The Bear Season 2 is so Tyler-coded. There's nothing. What else could it have been? Are you kidding me? A, a taut, like, intense, like, drama, th- drama, a tense drama set in sh- a Chicago restaurant? That's me. It's me. It's me, bro. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's so fucking good. If they made this about me. I'm Carmi. I'm I'm Carmi. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm not Carmi. <laughs> thank God. Um, it's it's so fucking. This is so good. If you haven't watched The Bear, it's the best TV show on television now that Succession's off the air. It's fucking great. This was really the only thing. I, I this year's a killer. We're back. We're back. You know, cinema. It's 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 here and it's here to stay until the strikes ruin everything again. Um, but yep. this is the only thing I saw this year that truly inspired me. It was the thing that when I was done, like I just sat in silence and stared when I finished season two, I just sat in silence and stared at a wall for like, I don't know, 30 minutes thinking about it. Um, <laughs> it it's the only thing that made me want to start <laughs> writing and start creating. <laughs> and I had already finished mm. multiple times and it, it's, <laughs> it's just so good. The acting, the, the, and it's 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 one of those where 
I don't it, the the quiet moments are as powerful as the loud moments. Um, you know, everyone will talk about this the the episode in season two that is a flash. It is a bottle episode that's a flashback to the family Christmas to the Berzato family Christmas that is just has a truly unhinged Jamie Lee Curtis cameo and performance. Uh, you know, fucking. <laughs> oh, the shit. directors talked oh, about fucking uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk <laughs> shows winner? up as a character who, in in Yo! universe, well, you're like, why is Bob Odenkirk here? But then everybody else at the party is like, why is that guy here? And like, the, the, he cast Bob Odenkirk in that role because he uh-huh. wanted the audience to feel the same way as the characters. Where they're like, why is he here? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just at every level. <laughs> it's great. it's extremely powerful. It's moving. It's about obsession and artistic value and i at is great the, the, she's killing it this year bottoms is also awesome um and I, I i i i it's i have so much to say about this show i find it hard to wrap it up in three minutes just go watch it if you haven't it's 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 on hulu uh, the episodes are only 20 minutes long, except for the one big one in the middle of season season two. The filmmaking is just top tier. Each episode feels like its own tight little short film. Um, you know, there's high moments, there's low moments. It's 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 everything television could and should be. Uh, God damn the bear. You, you, you got me. You got me. Excellent. Yeah. I, it's on my list. I think I'm going to finally get around to that round break. I started cracking into season one. I'm I'm very excited to, yeah, to, to, to make that it. journey. Just got to make time Absolutely. for it. Okay, boys. All right, Wait, boys. Hold on. Let me, let me add the extra time. Let me add the extra time because we're, we're all getting ready. We need all hands on deck for this. All right. Uh, liver and Tyler's number five and mine yes. number one is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. If this isn't going to fucking Oscar nomination, I'm going to... F- I'm gonna. I'm this gonna doesn't eat the win whole, best picture. It's a shame. I swear to God. The entire academy. <laughs> 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 it is so technically so good. I was like okay. speechless after I got out of this movie. Can I? Like can that, I just give the overall yes. the overarching first the overarching pitch for it? Uh, you know how Spider Verse uh, one reinvented animation and said, "Hey, it doesn't all have to look like Pixar." This one said, "Fuck you!" Spit in its mouth, <laughs> called it daddy, and then fucking reinvented animation again. It's crazy, guys. How does it keep? They, they can't keep getting a way with this <laughs> this is the best animated movie of all time like i would so down, I, I would up. also put it up that's not a hot take it's one of it's definitely up there this is the most pure expression of art <laughs> no, it's and one joy of the best movies ever i've made. ever it's seen one of the best I, movies I, ever I, made <laughs> i watched it at home i in the theaters i was like is this the best movie of all time and then i watched it on netflix again last week and i was like yes this might be the best movie ever made it's so good <laughs> it's, how is it so good <laughs> And it's and guys, guys, guys! It's Spider-Man. <laughs> we've we've done. I know, guys. My, hey, listen, Marvel's cooked of these movies, <laughs> but it's so good. How is it so good? It has no right to be the best movie ever made, but it is. Is this our canon event? I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> well, that's the great thing about Spider Spider-Man Across the Spider Verse is that it takes the meta aspect of what we understand to be the Spider-Man story, and also just like superhero stories and stories about trauma and life and living and like just like you know what you experience the the fact that canon this is why canon event has made it into the fucking pop vernacular shows just how uh you know how relatable a spider-man story can be and this really examines it from guys literally every angle it's insane (laughs) this 2023 Uh, is the year in which 
2023 is the year in which we re-examined what stories deserve to be told and what stories and how we tell them. Like, yes. look at how Killers of the Flower yeah. Moon and the angle that went from May-December is about mm-hmm. how we view, like, yep. pedophilia and media and it's 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 how to blow up a pipeline and and it's yeah. and it's the last of us and it's but about like, re-examining yeah. and spider versus well, america it was just like all of that it's yeah, like all yeah. these stories how that. do we tell these stories can you change your own yeah. story yeah. it's so <sighs> unbelievable dude the end of this movie i genuinely was like speechless and i was like i know i've been sitting in the theater for two hours i want to watch the rest of the movie and there yeah, isn't anymore and I have to I wait know. a year now. Two um, years now. But, now it's um, two years now. Real quick, I do want to go on a small, small rant, which is uh, in the digital release of it, they did change uh, the opening segment of uh, Spider-Verse. I don't know if you've if you've gone what? back and watched it on Netflix. No. But the opening is different from the theatrical one. The only way I know this is because I went and saw it in theaters like six times, and I'm actually going to go see it again uh, in January uh, with a Q&A with Lord Miller. Oh, but shit. I that's uh, a question I'm going to bring up. Is like, <laughs> do we have an archive of, of the... Yeah. <laughs> Do we have an archive of the original one? Because I, I that original hit so fucking oh. hard for me. Um, but yeah, great film, great storytelling. What a fucking year for black best cinema. We did it. Best movie of the year, if not Hobie. the decade. Uh, Hobie if was not, always this cool. It was the best time. line of all time. Hobie. Yes. <laughs> Fuck this, <Great>. I quit. <laughs> Hobie all fucks right. off through the portal. <laughs> the screenwriting got so fucking good. It's so good. Yes, all iPhone, right. I know, but a loud environment. <laughs> <laughs> As we wrap out our, our, our year end, this will be our last uh, Hollywood Junior of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go ahead and hit honorable mentions. And I have a couple of dishonorable mentions as well Um, so let's go ahead and hit him uh who wants to go first with their honorable mentions me should it be me i'll go Uh, mine mine are the weirdest ones i think Um, yeah yeah you do you go i think i have the weirdest ones um let's go ahead and say uh i I wanted to put these as as my number fives but jujutsu kaisen really fucking slapped me across the face i still haven't even finished the season but uh (laughs) brotato and vampire survivors what a great year for a new invention for video game style uh i'm sure tyler you have um uh baldur's Baldur's gate on there uh a dishonorable mention for me legend of zelda tears of the kingdom i don't get what the fuck people are talking about it's an okay game it's it's fine um i don't get the hype I, i finished it finally um or um, did you get the first game this no i didn't play the first game so oh this you is didn't the, play the first game that's right i didn't play the first one um this is just minecraft but <laughs> you know i did love the first one so weird physics like um yeah the first one i i think the puzzles probably were a little bit more made a little bit more sense in this one this one it's a lot more open so the puzzles don't feel as grabby um but brotato fucking what just a weird game that is so fucking hooky uh you can download it on your phone right now it's like a dollar or something like that and it's just so much fun it's just this little guy you run around shooting or punching these the monsters it's just round after round it's a it's a rogue light um and it's just so much fun vampire survivors very similarly it's a, a mob style roguelite uh huh. where you're just fighting most monster, most monsters um dungeons and dragons fucking shout out dungeons and dragons so the good. most fun i had it at the movies so this year fun. um it's more fun like than across the spider-verse fun for fucking nerds yeah this is also yeah, in my yeah, honorable I mean, mentions across the spider-verse i had tension Dungeons and Dragon just oh, tension is fun for me. Fun. I want to. I was I chubby, crying, laughing. I saw it Chubby twice. Dragon is the so, most dude, I've laughed at any sequence in uh, any movie ever. I was so dying good. for the entire thing. Like it was uh, just scary, so real. So it was just so yeah. real. Like, and I went and saw it with my D and D party, and it was just yeah. like 
such so an much experience. Fun. Like it was so so good. I, I kicked yeah. off the popcorn bucket craze with those yes. D twenty popcorn buckets. I wish I would have gotten one. Still if haven't you gotten have one. one um, send it to me. Send it. <laughs> My to address me, is please. two. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also a uh, 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 dishonorable mention: Saltburn. <laughs> what a fucking weird movie. White people shouldn't good. be allowed to make movies for another year <laughs> um, because that's not okay. That's just a no weird more movie. white people movies until the second until the third Spider <laughs> Spider Verse movie yeah, comes. Please, out. Thank you. Your number two movie is a yeah, white people no, movie. No, no. It's Italian. It's different. Um, <laughs> you hear that, Carcara? Uh, and then another. <laughs> We're not people. Uh, another. I'll, I'll save. I'm my, allowed uh, to make other, movies. Thank God. <laughs> uh, another honorable mention. I'll save bottoms for you guys to talk about. But another honorable oh, mention: The yeah. Boy and the Heron. Um, I like uh, it. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki's culmination, actually the inverse of Saltburn, where it's like a lot of things being said, but not necessarily saying them with mm-hmm. like plot versus Saltburn, yeah. completely opposite. Um, yeah, just a great year for the movies, guys. Yeah. Bottoms I needed to see and just never got around to it. But yeah, I heard it was very, oh, very no, good. Oh, no. Hey, I'll talk about Bottoms Sorry, right now. We're talking about honorable mentions. Bottoms, really good. Really funny. Um, yeah. We know yeah. The, 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 oh, Neil knows the director through the grapevine. Um, very, very good, enjoyable yep. little comedy. I writer, can't wait to writer, see more. The writer, writer, okay. Okay, cool. Anyway, writer whatever. star. Writer star, oh, nice. yes. Um, and uh, I won't, can't wait to see what they do next. I really like Shiva Baby, their first movie. Uh, you should check that one out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good, good, good movie. Uh, other honorable mentions for me, um, Kills of Flower Moon and Barbie were both like right on the edge for me for putting in my top five, but I knew you guys were talking, going to talk about them, so I held off. I also decided not yeah. to put Oppenheimer in there because I didn't want to completely boy code my, my top five. <laughs> I put May December in there just to try and mix things up a bit. Uh, I really did like the Oppenheimer. It's very good. It's probably going to win a lot of stuff. Um, reality. Let's talk about reality for a second. Reality is a film... Reality is a film. It's a HBO original. Um, stars Sydney Sweeney as reality winner, the the person who leaked the NSA documents about uh, spying on United States citizens. And the mm-hmm. script of the film is just the FBI transcript of when they arrived to interview and arrest her. Oh, there's shit. so many weird. There's like a 20 minute sequence where they have to corral her dog. It's a very strange movie where you're like, this actually <laughs> happened. Like this happened. It is the they they cut two moments where like the the FBI people say stuff and they will cut to the transcript and and like highlight the part of the transcript that they're reading. Very interesting movie. I liked oh, it a lot. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, also, past lives, past lives. Um. I wanted to put it in my top five, but the first hour is some basic indie stuff that I'm not really into. But then <laughs> about for the last 45 minutes, once the the guy arrives from from Korea to New York is just like elite, like fire, top tier filmmaking, elite stuff. No, no, no notes. Um, non films. Uh, SB Nation. Shout out the history of the Minnesota Vikings and all of John Boyce and Alex Rubenstein's good work on YouTube. If, if you aren't a sports person, this is how I would Ooh, recommend Tyler, you. Enjoy sports. sports time. <laughs> They've got a lot of good stuff. Uh, the one I recommend for people to start with is the Bob Emergency. It's a documentary about how Bob's are disappearing. It's very good. You did pitch this to um, me. It's very good. I pitched this to yesterday. It's it's very good. It's about the impact of Bob's in sports. And at the end, you're like sad that no one in sports is named Bob anymore. Mm. It's very good. They have a lot of other good ones. Um, Baldur's Gate Three. It's the game I spent Excellent. the most time with this year. It's very good. That concludes our D and D trilogy of Vox Machina, the D and D movie, and Baldur's Gate Three. Yeah, D and D's had its moment, and uh, it's only going to get tastier. It's the fiftieth anniversary. Let's fucking go! <laughs> I'm going to be unbearable in 2024. And then, uh, speaking of Kendrick Lamar, uh, Mr. Merrill and the Big Steppers, his new album, it's really good. 
I don't have I, I yeah. don't have more to say than yeah. it's yeah. than yeah. it's a good yeah. album. Banger, um, banger, banger. Check it out if you you obviously probably already have if you like Kendrick. But um, yeah, those are my those are my. Uh, Oh, the holdovers! The holdovers, good movie. This is an elite top tier Christmas movie. If you Ooh, if you're looking for oh, a Christmas movie this year with your family, watch yes. the holdovers. Yes, that's it. I would like to officially add that to my my honorable mentions. I love the holdovers. Uh, my honorable mentions: the birth of my nephew. I got a whole new family <laughs> member. <laughs> Wait, and, and lo- was that shot on eight millimeters? Should I have included that I got married? <laughs> <laughs> New wife just dropped. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't put your uh, fucking wedding podcast in your top five, Tyler. Bitch, so so, so yeah. much you love about fucking, you love May, December better than the wedding <laughs> podcast. I our Oscars pod in our top five. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's, that was this year, huh? Oh, God. Our Oscars are. Our <laughs> of course, Church of um, Mifflin hype. Yeah. yeah uh, so my honorable mentions are, little, are a little weird, but they were just the pieces of media that I consumed this year that were specifically made this year that I loved the most. A song, just because it was like my top song for like two months was Planet of the Bass. <laughs> just because it's so silly i love what a, a comedy one. song i really do uh ninja sex party ended up being in my top five artists and i didn't mean to do that but there has to be a comedy <laughs> artist in my spotify wrapped every year yeah. uh to Got sort it. of transition from that uh dan avidan who's the lead singer of ninja sex party is also one of the game grumps the grumps etc and their video trying every kit kat flavor we could find genuinely made me piss myself like that's not a joke i peed my pants laughing at that video it, i I, there's like one section that I just absolutely lost my mind in terms of other stuff. Yes, the holdovers. Yes, the D&D movie. And uh, the Webtoon comic, Suitor Armor. Big fan of that one. It's doing some stuff that I wasn't expecting. Um, it's on hiatus yeah. right now, but there's a good like 90, 80, 90 episodes. Big, big fan of the comic thing right now. But yeah, those are those are my... Oh, fuck! Scavenger's Reign. Mm, I didn't think about it until just now. Mm, Scavenger's mm. Reign was so fucking good. Honestly, I I wish I had remembered that because it might have hit top five. Scavenger's Reign was phenomenal. It was so, Uh, so good. It was doing stuff that I... Hit hit recently. Yes, I heard that was very good. But um, Scavenger's Reign is really like... In terms of like creature design and like world building... Absolutely spectacular. I've never seen anything like it. It is it is absolutely spectacular. And I God, I hope that they renew it for a second season. Mm-hmm. I have not been able to shut the fuck up about it. It's so good. It is scavengers right on a on Max is so good. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and thems of all ages, thank you for joining us for another episode of Hollywood Junior Gen's oh, oh! take on Hollywood and media and entertainment. We'll see you guys next week with some more pod pod pod. But as we say every week. I want to make make movies, movies, Mom! Mom.